Father, we thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Father, we ask for a word from heaven, God. We ask for the anointing, God, that breaks you. Breaks the yoke, Father God, the oil from heaven, Father God. Father, let the scriptures be illuminated to us, God. Let them come alive to us, God. Let us see what you see. Let us hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, to the bride right now in this hour, God. We thank you for the prophetic voice, God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit and fire, God. Father, we thank you for the for 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 for, for our meat, God, in due season. In the mighty name of Jesus, I ask for the Holy Spirit and fire to come. Father, let the spirit of wisdom and revelation and insight and understanding come today, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And um, this message has been confirmed two or three, three, four times already. And just now before, um, Marlene had no idea with anything I have here at all. And she came and told me that Matthew 20, and I'm like, that's in my, we, I played the song and she was already reading the scripture and then it's in my message and then I, someone had a dream from Hot Brazil that goes with this message. And I changed the title of this message. Uh, it was called Harvesting, but I'm calling it my, my Meat. So the new one is My Meat. My Meat, not your meat. Amen. John 4, 25-41. And the woman. So I'm just going to skip through real quick here some of this but the woman at the well had a water pot she left her water pot and she went away to the city because Jesus had sat down with her and was speaking to her and he said uh, started telling everyone come see this man who told me all things that I did not 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 is this the Christ and she with a question mark then they went out of the city and they came unto him and while his disciples prayed him saying master eat They're like Come on, let's eat. But he said to them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. He was talking about what we've been talking about, the altar, the praying, the cross, denying yourself. He was talking about them. And he said, you're not even on it. He said those things so many, so many, so many, so many, so many times. He said, verily, verily, all the time, verily, verily. And he was so shocked that they didn't even realize because they didn't have the Holy Spirit yet. But now we have the Spirit of truth in us that guides us into all truth. That we can know everything that He wants us to know. But He's saying, I have me that you know not of. This is so good. And the guys gave me some revelation even during worship time. And some more stuff to add to this. And He said, I have me to eat that you know not of. Therefore, his disciples said one to another, has any man brought any meat? Because, you know, we always think carnally. And that's what the religious, they always think carnally. And that's why the people of, of different things they always think like naturally. But he's always, Jesus is always thinking spiritually. And he says, is it, nobody brought any, anything to eat. What is he talking about? And Jesus said unto them, my meat, and I want everyone to say that together. My meat, My meat is to do, is to do the, will the will of Him that sent me, him that sent me. And, to finish his work. and to finish His work. And God says that same exact thing to us. And I'm going to prove it. Because we're all called to do the will. Jesus sat in the garden as He's sitting there, getting ready to go to the cross, nobody really realizing because they're, they're falling asleep. 
And that's how he says it's just going to be in the end times. Most of that's like that song on the bride and the, the ten virgins and ten were foolish and ten were wise and ten are sleeping and the other ones are, are filling their lamp with oil. He says that in, in the most crucial time on Jesus' and they were sleeping. Say not that therefore you have many comes exactly. Now get this, right preceding the meat is to do the will of the Father. He goes on to say what is really the heart and the will of the Father. Exactly. He says, say not that we have four months. He didn't wait, go off. This isn't another chapter. It isn't another thing he said in between it. He went right into this to finish his work. Say not there's four months and then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes. And then cometh the harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look the fields. The field, he says in the parable, is the world. So he says, look in the world. If you look at that, when he says the sower and the seed, he said the field is the world and the seed is the word of God. So if you go, so when I say things, I know things from previous scriptures and things that Jesus said by revelation. So trust what God is saying. He said, look into the world. They are white, already to harvest. And he, he that reapeth receive wages, and he that gathereth fruit unto life eternal. That both he that soweth and he that reapeth may re rejoice together. And therein they're saying true. One soweth, another reapeth, and I sent you to reap that you bestowed no labor, other men labored, and you entered into their labors. And we're, we're entering into other people's labors. People have sown seeds and people's children and family. And when we reap them, when they become born again, it's almost like we're reaping the harvest. Then we know at the end of the age, God comes and takes His whole harvest, but the angels come and take them to be with the Lord. And then the other ones are taken and cast into, into the fiery furnace that never never stops burning, which is hell. So there's a harvest time for the devil and for God. But there's, he says the harvest time is now to go out to the highways and byways and compel them to come into my house that there may be bread in my house and there may be food. And he says, come and let them sit the, to the feast. And he says, I send you to reap there where you have not bestowed. And, and, any, and, and then he said, Many of the Samaritans of the city believed on him for the saying of this woman. Then he's still talking about the woman. Which testified, he told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans were come unto him, they besought him that he would tarry with them and abode two days. And many more believed because of his own word. So my meat. It's not your meat, but it better be. All of us have the same meat. All of us have the same meat. Because we have personal meat. God's got a will for us personally that we need to obey. He tells us to do things that he's, it's not written in the Word. And that's between your relationship with Him and you've got to deal with that. And a lot of people are struggling in those areas and have a lot of problems because they can't even do that. But then we have the actual... Um, commissions, the commandments, the words and the things that He's told every one of us that we must be partakers of. 
And that's all of our meat to do the will of him that sinned. The will of what Jesus preached us to do. And many in religion just think I just go to church and, and I just said a prayer and I picked the right religion and blessed is me. But it doesn't, it, the scriptures do not line up with that totally. You have to have a heart after God. And you have to be, in, you have to have fruit. He said that if you abide in Him and He abides in you and His word abides in you, you'll bear fruit and your fruit will remain. He said you'll know a good tree by the fruit that it produces and a bad tree by the, the fruit that it does not have. So there's no way to produce fruit unless we're doing and, and abiding in Him. So everyone in hot. So then I, because then I had this already, the scriptures, and then Josiel in Brazil has this dream about us here at hot. And I'm going to read it because it goes along with this message. I saw hot house, USA house. Everyone stood up making a line and everyone had a piece of raw meat. This was just five days ago when did this stream come in? And I had this message. Remember I told you about the harvesting message before we even went away? I had four messages on that week I took off that God gave me. The altar, the time to die, and the other one, and this one. So this came last week, and I had already had these scriptures, so it confirmed with what God was doing. So they, he said, and then in the palm of their hands, raw meat. And it was in a plastic bag. Everybody had got his own or her own. So then we were about to take it over to where, where only a few, a few ovens were, like in a fireplace image. Okay. And, it cut, and, and the ovens were few, and they looked like a fireplace still in the kitchen. Although the kitchen itself was small area and was even sh shorter but having no space for only one person at, the, at a time. It was very narrow. While one was cooking, the others were not able to see it. So it was like in a line waiting to, to get to the oven. But there was only like an oven, not enough for everyone to... But it was in a narrow kitchen. Others were able to see it. For it was, ha it was a half wall while there was others waiting in the line. As time passed by, the fact was needed to take, out the take it out of the plastic out and cut and prepare before taking it to the ovens. It was taking a lot of time, and there were many people, Hot USA, waiting. To be more specific, first person was Elaine. She was embarrassed to enjoy her cooking process, her turn, um, for others, and Steve was in the next, next, and he was getting impatient, although he was helping her, giving her instructions, for there were no space for both of them to have it done quicker. So he could start cooking his own. Then the other people were lining up after Steve. To sum it up, everybody was getting impatient, and others having to wait to cook theirs. So, we said, was in the kitchen, a few, okay, look in the fireplace, and everybody, me, and it was a narrow, a very narrow, narrow kitchen, and, and cooked one, so anyway, he's Brazilian, but that's what it is. Basically, I see in that, all of us want to do the will of the Father. We have the will of the Father, we know what to do, but sometimes we get, 
frustrated because we want things to happen faster. We want God to do this. We want to get it over with. We want to die faster. Whatever these things that we've been dealing with. And a lot of times, and we want, and then, and then basically the will of the Father is the narrow way. I, I see that Jesus says narrow is the way and broad is the way. That narrow kitchen is, our meat is to do the will of Him who sent me. And the narrow kitchen is like, it's not a, you know, everyone can just do it. It's like one at a time. And like the narrow way, only few there that find it. It's like Jesus and the will of Him who sent us. So I thought that was pretty interesting about the dream. Did you guys, didn't? You hear it? You understand it? Yes, sir. Okay. Hot's meat is to do the will of the Father. We need to be eating the same meat, not mixed meat. That's why we don't like to drink from other, other uh, cisterns that are full of dirty canal water that don't. We want living water. We want rivers of living water. Through our belly shall flow rivers of living water. So we can't have contaminated with man's wisdom, with other doctrines, with other philosophies, with all these things. It has to be the oracles of God from heaven. The pure word of God is for us to obey the word, the simplicity of the word of God. Now let's go to Matthew 24, 37 through 35. But in the days of Noah were, so shall it be the coming of the Son of Man. For in these days that were before the flood, there were eating and drinking, marrying and giving to marriage. Jesus said, this is exactly it's going to be in the church before He comes. Because everybody, the eight, they were all preaching righteousness. And Moses was a preacher of righteousness. And the day of Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came. And he says, see, see, they were building and building, and, and God is building His church where the gates of hell will not prevail. The ark is considered like the church of Jesus Christ. We're all going to be risen when He comes, and we're going to meet Him in the air. The ark rose up. Uh, for when the water rose, the ark rose, and they were all saved. And everyone else that wasn't on that ark, they all died. And Jesus said, this is exactly how it's going to be when He comes back. Very simple revelation. So... What he's saying, we got to get all the things that he wants us to do so he can sell, say to us, well done, good and faithful servant. That is our meat, to be a well done, good and faithful servant. And, well, the meat's got to be well done. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, you know, and I like, you know, medium rare, but, you know, in, in, the, in the case of the kingdom, Jesus wants it well done. And it says, like, don't eat no strangled animal or something, so we actually got some of that, but... You know, so he's saying this. And what did he get? Where did Noah get the blueprints? He couldn't do it the way he wanted to do. The church is doing things the way they want to. But God has a way we need to. You see, it's a big deal to God when you do, you cannot do things your own way. That's where spirits come in and demons come in and, and doctrines of devils and man-pleasing comes in and witchcraft and manipulation and all these different things. But the, the Word of God is pure. And he had the blueprints. Now we have the blueprints. It's called the Bible. Right? So, so shall it be at this time. Two shall be in the field. One shall be taken and one shall be left. Two, one will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and one will be left. Therefore, for you know not the hour that Lord... He says we won't even know. But if we're filled with oil, we'll be ready. But know this. If the good man... He's saying if you know... Like if Jesus said, you know what... I'm coming back next Tuesday. Everybody in the body of Christ would get so ready. Only those that didn't believe His word, but they knew His voice. And the sheep, He said, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger. They heard Him say that. All of us would be. But He's not doing that. He's constantly speaking through pulpits and through the word of God and through our heart. But it's not going to be, uh, I'm coming back this week, be ready. 
He said, it's going to be like a thief coming and breaking your house. If you knew when he's going to come, you'd be prepared. Well, not us, because we're supposed to love our enemies. But to, to, to the world, you know, we'd be ready for that shotgun right when an intruder came in our house. Right? And he says, it's not going to be like that. We need to be ready like that. But you, most people aren't going to be ready because they don't know. And they're not considering to be ready. So he says in the house, no, in that the watch, the thief would come. He would have watched. And, and God's telling us to be, prayer is watching. Being in prayer is watching, waiting, because we, 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 we commune with him and we, we begin to be able to hear and see what's going on in the spirit. And you wouldn't allow your house to be broken up. Therefore, also be ready for such an hour as you think the Son of Man comes. Who then? And he's saying, who then? is a faithful, there's that word again that he says a lot of times, and wise steward. Remember that word right there because later we're going to go over in another chapter that Jesus said. And wise servant, whom his Lord made him ruler over his household. We all have rule over our families. We have to guard over the house of God. We, whatever we're doing, God gives us he makes us stewards of whatever He puts on hands. Once we're born again believers, our life is no longer ours, but it's His. And it says we're not even supposed to live places without checking in with God. If this is where I'm supposed to go, read James. It says we're even supposed to be communicating with, the, with God, where we're even supposed to work, what we're supposed to do. But many in religion, they just do whatever they can. They live like the world, they think like the world, and all of a sudden they just want to have the benefits of the kingdom. And later on they get surprised, you see, because they don't have any oil. So he says this, if the, and he says, so be ready for such an hour will be when you think not, the Son of Man will come too. Who is that faithful and wise servant who the Lord made him ruler over his household to give them, here it is again, meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom the Lord, when he comes, shall find him doing. Doing what? He doesn't say we are doing he just says doing and stops. Doing what? Everything he says and has been saying to the disciples and to the multitude and to the 70 that he sent out into the 120 in the upper room and to us today. Doing whatever he, the will of the Father. It's really simple, but they don't want to preach that. They want to preach prosperity. They want to preach this. They want seven steps to victory. It's one step to victory. Obedience and repentance. And we can have the joy of the Lord and that peace. Do you know the most time we're satisfied is right when we get home from a mission out there on the field? Even though we're tired and all that because we feel satisfied. Because we know we pleased Him. So when we start to live for ourselves, we know we don't feel satisfied. And something inside of us starts to... But God wants to bless us and, and desires to do great things for us. But if, if, we're not, if we don't have that heart that's condemning us, we can't enjoy ourselves, even if we have the things around us that He's given us to rightfully enjoy. So, He said to find them doing. Verily, then He goes right into it again. Verily, I say, it means when He's verily, He said it before. He shall make him ruler over his goods. But if that servant, if that, and then he says evil servant, he's not, the world's not serving him. He's talking to us in the house of God. 
evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord, my Lord, that's another sign. It's not, it's not the world. The world is not called Lord to Jesus that they, they don't even believe in him. Right? How come we don't take this and, and really let it become flesh in us? Because God is serious because he doesn't want us to be in darkness and him to come and nobody knows he's coming. That's why he's speaking it and keeps saying it again and again and again. And it will say in his heart, my Lord delays his coming and shall begin to smite his fellow servants and eat and drink with the drunks. He's, what he's saying is just like in the days of Noah, he said they were marrying, doing this, doing that, and they didn't have their mind on, on righteousness or the ark. They had their mind on their own things is what he's saying. He said, and they're acting like the world or being mean to one another. You know, they're not trying to get the fruit of the spirit. And he says, and they eat and drink with a drunkard, which he's talking about with the world, hanging out with the world, doing all the things with the world, and not being in line with God, you know, the, the will of God. There's such a joy in the will of God, though. The Lord of that servant shall come on a day. See, so he's saying if you end up doing that, there's still hope, but you're not going to know because you're hanging around the people that are blind. And if you hang around everybody that's blind, then all of a sudden you become blind. He said, if your eye be darkened, how great is that darkness? So put your eye on the light, which is Jesus says, your eye is single, your whole body shall be full light. So you'll see in your spirit, man, everything that you need to see. And, and he said to the Lord of that servant, shall come in a day when he is not, it's not looking for him, an hour when he's not aware of. And he shall cut him and apport, what he's saying, with those sinners in the world, because... This is so strong, and I mean, we should be, and it's so crazy, because he says, I'll cut them asunder and appoint them their portion. Now, we're supposed to be getting our meat in due season, right? He's going to give them their portion with the hypocrites. And he said they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I think the church in this false grace thing just thinks, because of a couple things they cherry-picked to Paul, that, who do they think, I, I honestly... Paul was a man like us. Jesus was the only one that was Christ on the earth, walking the flesh. I'm going to upsert whatever Jesus said out of his mouth, even if, if it's Paul. And I'm not saying this, that Paul's letters are not inspired by the Holy Spirit, but we're inspired by the Holy Spirit too. But we're just men. He was Christ for 30 years. He sat there, never had sin, and he was God since he was born. So I'm going to take that as my first, my first commandments. And then he said, but the Pharisee said, he cast out devils. Uh, the prince of the devil. Then the Pharisees are calling him a devil. How many Christians you know calling you the devil because you're doing the, what the word says or you're doing things and, you, and the, you have spiritual things and they want to count you like the devil. And Jesus went about the cities and the villages teaching in the synagogues and preaching the kingdom and healing every sickness and disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved. So then he saw this multitude, right? And then he was moved with compassion for them. He has compassion for us. He's saying these strong things so we don't take it for granted, his love. So he's saying these strong things so we don't just go to sleep and think he's got it all. I, of course, it's not our righteousness as his. Of course, he's, he's the one doing it. But if we don't, if we're not walking with him and walking in the Spirit, we're going to be deceived by Satan is why he's telling us all these things. And we will not have peace. He won't let us have peace if we're not doing His will. Because He loves us that much. He says, how much, if I, you love your child, do you not correct them and chasten them? 
If he just lets you have the, all that he, he says, it's a father, but you're a bastard. He said, God says, I'm, I'm your good father. I'm not a bat. You're not a bastard. That's what he says in the word. So he says this. And he said unto his disciples, the har then he says again about the harvest. He's telling his disciples about the harvest. It's truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. There he goes again. In a whole nother passage, a whole nother time. Pray again, the Lord of the harvest will send forth laborers into the harvest. So there he's telling them his will. That all of us are laborers in the harvest. Now let's go to Luke 5. I mean Luke 10, 1-3. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 also. So now he's picked 70. Because so people always want to say, well, that was the 12 apostles. He was telling them. They were going to... No. Then he picked the 70. And then he had the 120 in that room. And then we have all of us. Because if you listen to those things, our flesh easily would just put it off on somebody else. But we're going to all have our meat to bring. We better have our meat in due season, like ready to give him the, his will back to him. That's what he talks about when we, on the, uh, the white throne of judgment about those things. So he says this, and after he pointed the 70, and then he sent them two by two, every place in himself that would come. Therefore he said unto them, again, he says in Luke, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Pray, yea, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into the harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you out as lambs in the mix of wolves. And then Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel. He's anointed me to heal the sick. And he's anointed me to, the, to heal the brokenhearted, to set at liberty them that are in bondage and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord then he gives us his anointing that's the oil you know in the Old Testament the oil was it had cinnamon all these things it's the fragrance of Christ cinnamon re represents the fire of God because it's hot there's all these representations in the Old Testament of what the oil is then he says the oil is the anointing and then I'm going to show you some more revelation about the anointing in one minute well right now go to 2 Kings 4, 1 through 6. Now cried a certain woman in, of the wives of, of the sons of the prophets, Elijah, saying, or Elisha, sorry, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that the servant did, and my, my, my husband is dead, and he feared the Lord. It says Elisha. Is that, that's Elisha, right? Yeah. yeah. It's Elijah, right? Elijah. There's Elisha, though, and Elijah. All right. I'm not a theologian. Whatever. It's one of those guys. Okay. It doesn't matter what I'm trying to say. He was a man of God. He was a prophet. And the husband is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. So he's saying, my husband was a servant. He feared the Lord. Now the creditors are coming. My husband died. I owe this money. What am I going to do? He feared you, Lord, and served you. Come help me. So... He went to the man of God. And then, my two sons, or I'm going to have to give my two sons to be slaves. And so many of us give our sons and children to be slaves of the world. You know when you send them to college and you don't have the money to pay for it? You make them slaves. Did you realize that? When you send them to the university of liberalism and, and the world and try to fill their head with all this stuff because you want them to be successful and rich and it's not the will of the Father maybe, 
and you're a Christian. See, we got so much mixed into our Christianity that's not really in the Word. And when the time Jesus comes and we make them slaves, because you know what? You help them get a loan. So now they owe for years and years. And a lot of these kids come out of their owing all this stuff and they end up messed up. But it's the system. Everybody needs education. I didn't get any education. I have great. God's doing well for me. So you know what I mean? So I'm just, I'm not, I'm not beating up people that don't understand the things, but people in the church get so much like the world and so much like, my son goes to Duke. Well, big deal. <laughs> right? It's all about the pride of life. A lot of the things that the church does. And these types of things are messing up our hearts and our minds and what we're really supposed to be thinking about, especially in the darkest days. Are Do you see what's going on? Do you see the good thing about a lot of things are going on before, but we have so much media and all this stuff. There's so much disgusting darkness that's happening everywhere that it, these videos are coming every day. It's like, oh my God, I can't even want to post anymore because something more worse is going to come in 10 minutes. And I don't want to waste the post with something. And it's like, my gosh, it's it's relentless. And what, what shall I do? Tell me, what has thou in thy house? So he's like, he didn't say, oh my God, or pray. He said, well, what do you got? What's in the house, he said. Oh. It's like, eh. I just got a pot of oil. Just a pot of oil. Some of us say, I just got. You know, if you got the anointing, you got everything you need. If you have the anointing of God, if you have the oil, that's all you need to make it. And you just got to keep filling it up. Continue to, to, to keep letting that oil fill up. Then he said, go and borrow more vessels abroad and all thy neighbors. Empty vessels. Not a few. Borrow as many as you can find. Remember that. Go get as many vessels. Do you know that we're now the vessels on the earth for the Holy Spirit? We are now the vessels for the oil. Do you know everything in the Old Testament is the revelation of the bride of us, the, of Christ? So he says, every vessel, not if you get as many as you can. And when thou art come, thou hast, and you shut the door upon thee, and thy sons start to pour it. So he's saying, get all the vessels you can. That's what he's telling us in the harvest. Go get as many souls as you can and start filling them with oil. Start filling them with the Holy Spirit. Start releasing the anointing. Do you know that, that Paul laid hands on them and they filled the Holy Spirit and they also just preach? You know, the anointing comes through words. The anointing comes through impartation. The anointing comes through Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Do you know... That he's saying is he's like, get as all you can and start to fill. But I want to say, show you something really important about your life and my life and everyone's life. And when you run dry, there's a reason you run dry. Watch this. And he shall set aside that which is full. She went from him and shut the door and, and upon her sons and brought the vessels and she poured out. And it came to pass that when, so it kept filling every vessel, the, the oil never ran out. It was ever flowing. Why? Because there was something to fill. Watch this. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said to her, There is not any more vessels. And the oil stopped. When you stop doing the will of the Father, 
the anointing stops. The anointing is not just for you to become rich and for you to get. It's about advancing the kingdom of God. So when you start feeling dry or the anointing stopping, you don't feel anointed. There's a reason you started your focus back on you and not on the harvest. You started putting your focus back on your needs, your desires, your wants on the world and the anointing dries up because God does not anoint anything that has the wrong focus. That's the truth. So watch this. So that was what that whole thing. So it's like find some vessels, start praying for them, start doing that and the anointing will increase. And then in, in prayer, let your tears be the fuel like, like, like lighter fluid on, that, on the fire, that altar. Let your crying out for souls. Everyone, most people are just crying out, well, I'll pay my bills. God's like, oh my God. Oh, that's, that's a, that's a, uh, that right there, pay my bills, is the stupidest prayer because your bills automatically paid when you do the will of the Father. Right. <laughs> so all those vain repetitious prayers that many people are praying, it's because they're praying those because of disobedience. So we need, to we need to teach and preach people how to, they don't have to pray for their own vain repetitious prayers that Jesus said not pray, but pray them to, do, to, to have their, the meat, their meat in due season. Their meat in due season. The meat. Jesus said, say, well, that was just Jesus. Well, Jesus says, my meat is to do the will of the Father. All through the Bible, it tells us, not my will, but your will be done, Lord. Lord. Your will. What is the will of the Lord? Go read James. Go read. So don't get... Everyone always wants to put something else on someone else. Well, that was the apostles or that was Jesus. But Jesus said that is us now because we're the body of Christ. The oil is the anointing. Now, Matthew 25. This is what we were talking about. This is what Marlene was reading this morning. Didn't even know I had this here. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be like ten virgins, which took their lamps and they went out forth to the bridegroom. Five were wise. See, I want this whole house. And I say, well, church, you know, regular, regularity, then you could say you go to a mega church, probably it'd be a lot less because it depends on what's being preached. But in general, you can say, well, half the church is not going to have any oil on the other half. Well, that shouldn't be at all. If you're all sitting together, we all should have the same oil because we all should be in the same spirit, same unity, and desiring the same thing to do the will of the Father. So, if you have 50 programs in a church and everyone just picks the thing they want to do and they say, okay, I did my Christian knees this week, you know, did my one thing. God wants everything so He can give you more oil and anointing. And have five of them are wise and five are foolish. And, they, and the foolish took their lamps. Well, He's making a parable of who we are. We are the lamp of God now. She said that. You are the altar. You're the lamp. Remember, the fire is in your heart. So He's talking about we are the vessels. And he puts his lightness, the oil, and he says, do not let the fire go out in you, which is the oil, the anointing. And took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their lamps, anointing with their lamps, while the bridegroom tarried. That means he took a while, like we were waiting, like he was talking about before. See, Jesus confirms it, confirms it, confirms it. They all slumbered and slept. I mean, he said that when in the garden all the time. He's saying that. And the midnight, what is midnight? Probably the darkest time of the night, right? Midnight is like the, 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 the midnight. It's like sun goes down, midnight, like probably the middle of the night where it probably would be, if it's dark, it's probably not unless the moon's full, but it's basically the, the, dark, the, the, the midnight, the, like the, the dark time. And a cry was made, and behold, the bridegroom coming and go out to meet him. He's saying it again. Just like he said in, in, in the other thing, on the other passage in scriptures, and it said, the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for your lamps has gone out. But he, the wise answer saying, 
Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go, he's making a, a, a thing of, of a, a, he called them parables to make you think. But he's talking about, I can't give you my oil because it's mine. It's not something that you can give because I don't, the, that doesn't come from me, it comes from above. And everything that comes from above, you have to get from above. Now, Holy Spirit, we pardon all those things, but the oil is the, is the infilling. Everyone said, well, I got the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but you got to keep filling yourself up with oil. Because if you're a lamp and it's about ready to go out, I said this before, and it's going like, and you know you're going on a camping trip, what do you do? Oh, I'm going on a camping trip. There's no electricity. I'm going to check my camping equipment. Oh, honey, buy some oil because we're going to need it, right? The church isn't doing that. They're just, lamp. Oh, I got a lamp. Oh, oh my God. Lamp's out. We're in the middle of the wilderness. Oh, well, no flashlight. Well, back in the day we can. Well, let's just say batteries because now we're in 2020, whatever. Okay. No batteries then. No batteries, no light. Okay? But the oil is all through the Old Testament because that's what they were using. So, here we go. The wise answer say, no, not so, less, not enough for us. So check this out. But go rather and go, go to them that sell and buy, your own, buy for yourself. So he's saying, go buy for yourself. So he's saying this. And why they went to buy, it's like, yeah, we better go get it. It was too late. So what does buy mean? Because they're like, well, it's possess, hold, invest. Acquire, gain, purchase, add, obtain, get. Those are the synonyms of buying. And we know that we don't buy with money, but we buy with our time, with our hearts, with our tears. With our, it's not a money thing, but he's using a parable here about go add, go get, get him, seek him. He said, I will fill the hungry. You know, it's all to So the bridegroom came and they were ready, went in into the marriage and the door was shut. And after he came, the other virgins saying, Lord, open us. So he shut the door and the other ones were outside the door. And he answered and said unto them, I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore for no, neither, we will know neither the day or the hour when the Son of Man comes, He could come tonight. I mean, highly unlikely, you know, but He says, you know, we're not going to know. So right now, like, we don't know. He might, most likely with the Scriptures and things, but it's getting close. we got to have the Antichrist sitting in the temple. There's a lot of things that we know it might not be tonight, but how much of that do we really know that He's talking about? Do we going to trust in some man's revelation or what we really think the Antichrist, could the Antichrist be sitting in the throne of people's hearts? Because we are now the temple of God. I mean, we never, he said, be ready, be ready, be ready, be ready. And he says, the anointing is more precious than gold and silver. So when you stop giving it out, you stop giving it in. Freely we receive, freely we give. Right? Now I'm talking about filling them with, with the Holy Spirit, with, with, with the Word of God, with the truth. But you see, we can get that now from one another. But when the time comes, he's saying, it's no time. You can't go, and your friend's not going to give you his when he knows he's there. You can't go get it from your buddy because it's something that you get through listening to the Word of God, spending time. You just can't get it in a quick impartation like they're doing all over these churches. Huh, filled with oil. It's like, okay, how, how does that work? 
So I'll just go to a meeting every six months and get some guru big minister to put his hands on me and live my life for myself and make sure I got some guy, you know, give him a little money and be playing, putting oil on me. That's what, how, how ridiculous that gets. And then the multiplication of souls, the anointing will increase. When the anointing increases, everything manifests. Everything you need. From, what did it say? From beans to popcorn? What is it? Nuts to bolts? What is it? Soup to nuts. I knew Dory would know that one. Soup to nuts. I never understand what the heck soup to nuts. It should have been nuts to bolts or um, nuts to, to um, soup. Soup to nuts. I heard that once. What does that mean? It should be like uh, candy to nuts or something or steak to vegetables, not soup to nuts. Anyway, I don't know. That was an old thing, wasn't it? Saw that in the store. We have soup to nuts. You go in there, ain't no soup and there ain't no nuts. There's just a bunch of junk. Ever been in those soup to nut stores? There's no nuts or soup. All it is is a bunch of thrift store crap. <laughs> All right. Now, let's see what Isaiah says. 58, 6 to 12. It is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of the wickedness unto the heavy burdens and to let the oppressed, we all have the anointing, guys, to go free and to break every yoke. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry and that thou bring to the poor and naked thou cover him and that thou hide not thyself from thy own flesh? Then shall thy light break forth. Then the oil comes as the morning, and thine health shall spring speedily, and thy righteousness shall be go before thee, and the glory of the Lord shall be your reward. Then shall you call upon, then you get your prayers answered, and the Lord will answer. Then you cry, and he shall say, Here I am. And thou shalt take away from the midst of the yoke and the putting forth of thy finger and speaking vanity. And if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness in the noontime. And the Lord shall guide thee continuously, and satisfy your soul in drought. And make fat thy bones. And now, we got to believe the word or we don't, guys shall be like a watered garden. That's why I want to be a water garden. I don't want to be a weed-infested, dry, flowers dry. Oh, God, give me some water. And they're like the flowers about to die. Man, it's crazy, though. You've seen a flower, man. Just do it. It's, don't water it for a couple days and water it. Don't watch because you'll be like, okay. But leave for a couple hours and go back. It's like, boop, everything's back up. We saw that, that, that plant in Brazil last time. They brought from the thing. It was all drooped down. And I was like, I water. I said, oh my God, it needs water. And then later, because me and Valacy brought the pot up, and I'm like, an hour later, it, looks like it was all like never been. And I'm like, dude, look at this thing. It just like rose from the dead. And they shall be, and they shall build the old waste places, and they shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and they shall be called. And the repair, they shall be called the repair of the breach, and the restorers of paths to dwell in. Matthew 25, 31-46. And when the Son of Man shall come in His glory in the nations, here, here He goes again, and before Him He shall gather all nations 
and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divided his sheep and the goats. And he shall set his sheep on his right, but the goats on his left. Then shall the king say unto them, On my right hand, come, blessed me of the Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And then he goes right then he says that. He says, okay, well, I want that. I want to be a sheep. I want to be... And then what does he say? See, there's, no, there's just a, two little dots. means he goes in and says, For I was hungry. He goes right into it, just like before he said something. He said, well, I was hungry. He didn't say this is even what you have to do. He says, for I was hungry. And you gave me no meat. I was thirsty. And you didn't give me anything to drink. I was a stranger and you didn't take me in. I was naked and you clothed me. You and yet yeah, naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. Wait a second. I jumped, didn't I? No. What the heck just happened? You did. No, it says when I was hungry, you gave me meat. Okay, it's a good thing now. You gave me meat and I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was stranger and you took me in. I was naked. Then he goes on and says the ones that doesn't. Okay, my bad. Go back and pretend I was saying that on the next one. And when you know a lot of the word, you like get fumbled up because you hear something. You got, you got it in your spirit and you're already ready to think about it. And he visited me and I was in prison and he came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him saying, Lord, when were you hungry and fed thee and thirsty? and gave you? He's like, when were you that all? You always didn't have any of that. You were always thinking. When you saw thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee, or when we saw thee sick and in prison and came unto thee. And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily, as much as you've done this unto the least of these, you've done unto me. Boom, there's the meat. There's some meat right there. That's God's will. Go out, harvest souls. Go to the prisons, take care of the people. All these things, that's for every believer. He's not saying, well, this was for the, 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 the clergy or the presbytery. He's saying that's for all of us, and we're all going to stand in front of God. Then shall he say, and that's why the, the five-fold minister is up here to remind us, to keep us and notice that, so we keep our heart on, focused on what God wants. And that's the real gospel. He says, James says, real, what is the real he says, true religion is to keep oneself unspotted from the world and go to the orphan and the widow. That's pure religion. We got all kinds of religion out there, but that's the only pure one, and God ain't religious. Right? Am I speaking? I'm just reading Jesus. Why are you guys mad at me? <laughs> Get mad at Him. He's the one who sent me. Okay, then He said unto them, on His left hand, here it is, so... Depart, and then on the goats on his left, he said, Depart from me. You gave me no meat. I was thirsty. You gave me no drink. I was a stranger. You never took me in. And I was, and I was naked. You never clothed me. And I was in prison. You never came to see me. Then shall he say, Also answer him, saying, Lord, when, when was this and that? And I was thirsty and stranger and naked. And then he said again, and did not minister unto thee, then shall... So he's telling all of us, we're all called to be ministers, every single one of us. Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, as much as you've done unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. So when you see that orphan, that's Jesus right there. You're doing it unto him. When you adopt a child or somebody, they're doing, that's, that, 
That's a, that's a treasure for Jesus. See, all these things are, they move his heart and he anoints you more and he blesses you. It's about living for him, period. It doesn't, we don't have to get into the details. Well, I only went to the prison once. It's just get your heart for him. It's not like, well, did I go to the prison enough times or did I feed enough people? You just have to make this a lifestyle. Remember that poster I said? It said, uh, salvation is not, not a one-time event. It's a lifestyle. So there's, yeah, there's not, there's not by works we're saved, but our faith and what we do after we get saved show that we really believe in, in our, in, 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 and believe His Word and that we are saved. So it's not anything that saves us that we do, but when we're saved, we're supposed to look different and act different and do different things in the world. I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious. It's not something that we do to be saved, but when we're saved, it's something we, we look different and do because we follow the Word. Mark 16, getting to the last bit here. I had 11 pages, so I'm already on 10. Or I have 12 pages. So, Mark 16, here's another reference. So Jesus appeared to them. He already went to the cross. He died on the cross, and then He goes, and He has the last thing He can say to them. Go be rich. He didn't say that. Go be a glutton. He didn't say that. Go into all the world and be an entrepreneur. He didn't say that. <laughs> Go on Shark Tank till you get a good idea, and then you can finance the kingdom of God. <laughs> you know? It's not bad to finance again. God will anoint your hands. He'll bless your feet, your hands, when you have Him on your heart. But if that's your only reason... See, I've met so many people... That say, when God, when I, he, he told me I'm going to be rich and a millionaire. When I, when I have enough money, I'm going to start to help ministries. If you ain't helping with a little bit, you're never going to help. That's what he said, if you're not faithful in the little. That's what he's trying to say. So he says this, and he told, unto the residue. So there are some people lingering still around. And, and neither believed they, them, because he's just people are saying, Jesus is back. He came from the tomb. Look, he appeared to us. Ba-da-ba-ba-da. And they're like, yeah, right, right. So then he comes. And he was there a while, like how many days? And he appeared to like over 500 people. And afterward, he appeared unto the 11. Oh, my God, what happened to one? Oh, my God, that guy was Judas, right? He's not there anymore. Now it's 11. That's pretty scary right there. He appeared to the 11. Number 12 is gone. Then, then, then religion picked number 12, number 13, by spinning the top or whatever, the casting the lots, and that was the first board meeting the church ever had. And it didn't fall through. It fell through because God picked Peter, uh, Paul. And so Paul is actually the 14th apostle. Not the... <laughs> anyway, so the, board met, the first board meeting didn't work because that's how man wants to. Hey, he's a good guy. Well, let's let's uh, cast lots, and whoever they land on, we'll make him an apostle. Isn't that just how the church does it today? Come to our Bible school. We'll apostolize you. You're a good guy. You got good character. Well, the anointing comes from above, and it does not get picked by man. And they learned that valuable lesson that day. But anyway, everybody knows that. So, after he appeared to them, he sat at meat and embraced him in their. His, he couldn't believe their unbelief and the hardness of their heart. Unbelief is hardens your heart. Right there, it is. Do you realize why your heart's getting hard? You stop believing the word. You stop believing Jesus. And you stop believing the hope that you once had. You need to get that hope back because he wants to anoint you for such a time as this. He wants to anoint all of us. 
There's no, there's no, uh, it doesn't matter if you're apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. The anointing's for all. You, you can be more anointed than, the, than the, the guy on TV. More anointed. You might not be called into that position, but you can be more anointed. It's not the position that anoints you. It's all these things that he's told you that get the oil. And the, those five-fold ministries, they, they should be anointed. The problem is they're running on a gift and they got no anointing. That's where the devil comes in and deceives everybody. Because they got no power over the devil because the anointing breaks the yoke. And the devil's the one who gives the yoke. And they got nothing to break, so everyone just becomes yoked up with the devil. And they just talk about God and they say, okay, we'll go home and let's do our own thing. Well, that's not what Jesus said. So, here we go. Him that believes, he said, this is, he's sitting with them, he appeared, he's getting ready to go back into glory. And this is the last thing he says in the book of Mark. Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel. See, he didn't just say only you 11 at that time. But he's telling them, and then he says this, this is what you know it's for every one of us. And he that believes and is baptized, wasn't talking about water, he's talking about in the Holy Ghost, shall be saved. And he that believes not shall be done. Because we know that there's no work that so what <sighs> baptizing water is you can do it under righteousness because you're doing it, but that's not that would be a work for salvation. And people are saying, Well, you, if you're not baptized in water, you're not saved. It's like, no, I got baptized in water just because, first of all, I just got led to do it because you know, but it wasn't something that made me saved, it's something I did out of obedience. But it's just water. It's something for the heart. It's, it's an outward thing. But the Holy Spirit is something that changes you. Yeah. You can go jump in the beach and say, I baptize myself. It's, a, it's water. It's a, it's, that's a, that's a sig significant thing of obedience. Right? But being baptized in the Holy Spirit changes your life forever. And go into the world, preach to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And here it is. Now here it is. These signs, it doesn't say shall follow the apostles only. He says this. These signs shall follow them that believe. Who believes in here? Raise your hand if you believe. All right. I'm still waiting. A couple hands aren't even right. All right. There's everyone. All right. All right. Yeah. Because we wouldn't be here if we didn't believe, right? I mean, there's more things we can do on Sunday than sit here and hear hard preaching messages from some guy with some things hanging off his chin that looks like he's come, he's you know doesn't know what he's talking about but we believe and we it's the anointing we see the fruit it's like we know that's why we're here in revelation so these signs shall fall and what did he call the church oh to the believers paul said we're now believers he didn't say i'm a, and then we got people saying well the messianic jew was it what do you mean paul wasn't a messianic jew he's a believer you're either a Jew or you're now a believer. You're not, you can't keep being a Jew and be a believer. You get converted and now you follow Christ and you're a believer. You might have a Jewish descendant, but you're no longer Jew. He said there's no Jew, no Greek. We're all one in the Holy Spirit, in the Spirit of God. So there's no black, no white. There's no Chinese, there's no Brazilian, there's no American. And there's really no Israeli anymore once you're saved. We are the new church. And the church was before the foundation of the world. The church was before Israel was ever created. Because God said in the beginning, let us make. And they made the earth. Then he created Adam and Eve. Then he, and Jesus was there. The Holy Spirit was there. He said, let us. Yes. So he created and he had a plan. And he says, he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and then the first and the last. Yeah. That's why he knows our whole life before it ends and starts. He knows everybody that's actually going to make it before they even breathe. Yep. Yeah. 
That's why he says you are predestined. You are predestined to be transformed into his image. But not everybody's predestined, only those that believe. But he already knows those that are already believed. So he can say they're predestined because they're, they have meat in this season. Do you understand what I'm saying? He wants everybody. Everyone's not predestined until you're predestined. But Paul's talking to those that are already predestined. So he's talking to us because the scriptures are written to us because it's the New Testament. So it's a love letter to those that believe. So he's talking to believers. But not everyone's predestined. So people say, I'm just predestined because I said a prayer. And I, 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 I got knowledge of this. No, you have to do the will of the Father. So he says, and these signs shall follow them that believe. And mine, and he's still, the word is still. You got, you got these all these denominations say, well, that was just for them. No, the Holy Spirit's still alive. He's still, taking, he's still taking hold of people. He still has power. He's still casting out devils. He's still healing the sick. And he's still using his bride. And he's still anointing his people. I don't care what religion has told you, but God is alive. He's getting stronger and stronger. His light's getting brighter. And he's going to do more damage on the kingdom of darkness than he ever has in the last day. The latter rain shall be greater than the former rain, according to the scriptures so don't listen to some man trying to take your anointing and make you just a just a disciple of the word without any power that's a that's a doctrine of devils and these signs shall fall them that believe in my name they'll cast out devils he's still name is still powerful too so now his name there's no good anymore either i've just heard enough messages i'm just heard nothing about you guys i know you guys wouldn't believe that You'd be gone already if you believe that. And you shall speak with new tongues. You shall take up service. That means you'll have authority over the devil. You'll take him up. Take up serpents. And if you drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt you. And you shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. It's like we got to get rid of they might recover. we got to believe they shall recover. That's the faith he wants from us. we got to start praying for people. John 21, last one. Now check this out. Same thing. Jesus appears to them in this segment. This is what Mark has said. Now John 21, which is the last chapter. Now we all remember this because this is a very popular story. Jesus appears and, you know, Peter had already denied Jesus three times. Peter denied Jesus three times. Peter's beating himself up. He quit the ministry. Peter quit. You know, he's, I'm going back to my old life. I blew it. I gave him all these words, you know, right? So what did Peter do? But God showed me something during worship that was in this, and I want to share it. And his disciples came to the sea, and he showed, he showed himself. Same time, you know, he appeared when there were together. Simon, Peter, Thomas, called Digamus, and Nathaniel, and Cana, and Galilee, and the sons of, of Zebedee, and the two others, two other his disciples. So Peter's pulling them all back into the, into the old, old thing, right? And he's, Peter says, uh, Peter said, God, I forsake everything, remember? Uh, father, mother, I did all that, Lord, what do I get? Because he wanted to be the greatest. Peter's like, and, and he's like, well, whatever, you, I'll give you a hundredfold in this time and in the age to come. He said, houses, brothers, pars, family. And Peter's like, oh, now here goes Peter because of, of, of the condemnation. And, and beating himself, he goes back fishing. And Peter said to them, I go fishing. So he told all them other guys, I'm going fishing. You guys can keep doing your Christian stuff. I'm done with it. They said unto him, 
We also go with you. They went forth and entered into the ship. You know what Jesus, first thing Jesus did? The first thing he did, he walked up to them and he said, drop your nets and follow me. The first thing he did was say, let go of the old life, let go of the old thing and come follow me. It's the first thing he did when he called them. He didn't say, you know what, I'm going to let you fish on the weekends. He said, forsake all, right? He said, and whoever doesn't pick up their cross and deny himself is not worthy to be my disciple. So Jesus is like, and he's like, I can't believe this. I'm gone this little time. They're already all going back to the same old, Peter's going back to the nets. But you know, God didn't let him catch no fish that day. Because God wanted, God knows everything we're doing. Even before Jesus got on the scene, he knew everything. He knew this. He, before Jesus came on the earth, he knew that was going to happen. When he was there with God, he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning, and there's nothing that happens and doesn't happen that God doesn't know before it happens. That's why the whole book of Revelations is already written before we're even living it out. That's an amazing thing. That should give you so much faith. He's already writ written the script, and, he, and we're in the movie, and it's about to end. And he said, Simon Peter said, I go fishing. And he said unto him, we also go with you. Isn't that funny when someone starts to, someone's like, oh yeah, let's do it. Like, just take somebody to get somebody else and this person. And then all of a sudden now they're all compromising. Go fishing. And they said unto him, we also go with you. And they went forth and they entered into the ship. And immediately, and that night caught nothing. They caught nothing. But in the morning came, Jesus stood on the shore. Now the whole night, they're like, man, I used to be a good fisherman. What happened? Well, there's no anointing on it anymore. <laughs> there was a really anointing. Jesus is like, we want your tax money. All right, Peter, run and fish real quick. Let him show you. You know, Go, go back one last time, like, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a gold coin to pay my taxes, your taxes, and whoever's taxes need to be paid. And he's like, first cast. Didn't sit there all day striving. Pulls it up. Oh, my God, it was, it was just gold coin. I mean, who is our God? And then it's like, okay, well, that should have changed his whole life forever right there. And Jesus stood on the shore, and his disciples knew him not, that it was him. Jesus said unto them, this is what just came to me, have you any meat? He didn't say, you got any, did you catch any fish? I just, during worship, God, and I had that scripture where he's like, wait, what is the meat to do the will of the Father? Are you doing the will of the Father? Why are you back fishing? He's like, he goes up to them. He doesn't say, hey, did you catch any fish? Hey, do you got any tilapia today? Hey, did you have a good night out on the fish? He said, do you have any meat? Do you see that? Yeah. He goes to them after they're all going back to their old life and the back thing they were doing. He comes and appears to them and he, they don't even recognize him. He's in his, his, his new body. He's like, do you have any meat? They answered him, no. They're still, they're still thinking carnally too. And he said unto them, cast your net. Then he says, cast your net. And he said, this will be the last cast because you're now you're going to, this, this is it. He's going to be converted right here, Peter. And he says, Peter, and therefore his disciples whom he loved said unto Peter, is it the Lord? And Simon said, he heard that it was the Lord. And he girt his fishing coat and said unto him, because he was naked and he cast himself in. Not only is he fishing, he's fishing naked. I mean, talk about, a, talk about symbolic things. He wasn't doing what God was telling him to do, so he wasn't 
covered. And then he was, didn't have any meat because he's doing his own will again. What God told him to do his will. What did he say? Then he comes back and what does he do? He reminds him. Watch this. And the other disciples came off the little ship and helped them. And they, Simon Peter and the Lord and the fisher's coat. And, okay, and then he came and, 200, and dragging the net with the fishes. Soon then after they come to the land and he saw the fire. Another symbolic thing is the fire. Now they lit the fire because now there's something. There's something there because Jesus was on the scene. There the fish laid thereon and bread. Jesus said unto them, Bring of the fish which you have now caught. Simon went up and drew the net and land the full great fishes, and a hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, yet the net was not the net broke. Broken. Jesus said unto them, Come and dine. And he's calling us all to do the same thing. Come and dine. And none of them, his disciples, durst ask him, Who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then cometh and take bread and giveth unto them his fish likewise. And the third time he come and, and disciples and that he was risen from the dead. So when they all dined, Jesus said to Simon, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? More than these? Why is he saying that? Do you love me? Why are you doing your own will? Don't you love me more than the fish? More than your old life? More than your gain in the world? He said, why are you pick choosing that over me? And he said unto him, yes, Lord. Because what was Peter? Peter was supposed to preach the gospel. Peter was supposed to heal the sick. Peter knew what he was supposed to do. They all did. But he was beating himself up because they didn't see it like that. They didn't see the cross like that. They didn't see the end. They didn't, the script wasn't supposed to go like that for Peter. Especially that's what messed up Judas because he wanted to take, take the kingdom by force with, with guns. And Peter was the first one that took the, the guard's sword off and cut the guy's ear off. He, he would die saying, this is not the way it's supposed to go. But Jesus said, no, there's a better way. And this is the way to give your life as a ransom. To give your life on the cross. To give your life. Loveth thou me more than these? Now he's like, Do you, don't you love me more than this old life? You promised me. You dropped the net once before. It's time to drop it again. And he said, knowest thou me? And he said unto him, feed my lambs. There's a, there it is. There's the will. That was his will. And he said again the second time, loveth thou me? He said unto him, yes, Lord, you know that I love thee. And he said unto them, Feed my sheep. There we know the will. And he said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, loveth thou me? Now he was grieved because he said it the third time. And you know he denied him three times? It's like, it's, it's almost like that water. It's like, okay, I got it. You know, you, it's like, people, it's like, you got it, right? You're already reviewed. It's like, just, I got it. You're going to keep going on and on. And that's what Peter's like. He's got angry. But Jesus was trying to stir him up. Jesus was trying to do that. But he's allowed. He's Jesus. Don't go trying to do that. And because he wanted to get the point to sink into him. He said, Verily I say unto thee, When thou was young, and girdest thyself, and walkest 
whether that would, but when that shall be old, now he's telling him, now he's prophesying, this is, this is my will for you, Peter. Will you take this cup and drink it? You know what? He said, look at that. I can have you catch fish all day, but without me, you ain't going to do nothing. You're going to be striving out here. You're going to be upset. You're going to be living in condemnation. But if you follow my will, if you follow my path, if you follow the narrow way, I'm with you. And what is he? He's joy, peace, and righteousness. He's our daily bread. He gives us hope. Paul was in the prison singing songs and the glory of God came. In the, and, and, I mean, there's nothing without God. We got to stop relying on our own sources, on our old wine, and on the old wine, and on the old ways of our life and rely on the anointing. And do the will of the Father. That has to be everybody's meat. We have our personal meat and we have corporate meat. And that dream was about the corporate meat. Going into all the world. Fulfilling the vision. And he said everybody wants to do that. But we're getting a little bit in that dream. It's like you're getting, you know, we want to hurry it up. We want to do this. We want to see. You know what? God will do the revival when He wants it. When we're ready. It's, we cannot speed things up. We can slow things down. But he'll, He won't even let us really slow things down if we try to want to do His will. He'll make sure that doesn't happen. Carry thee whether thou was not, and spoke me, signifying what death he should glorify God. And then he said, when he's spoken, everybody can stand up too, if you want. He said unto him, follow me. Then Peter, turning about, seeth. Seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved, follow him. And lean on his breast at supper and said, Lord, which is he? Peter, seeing this, said, Jesus, Lord, what shall this man do? Father, we thank you. And then he said, I brought among the, the brethren that the disciples should not die. And Jesus said, another one. goes on and on, but anyway, he got the point of it. And then at the very last scripture, Many other things Jesus did. Everyone said, well, that wasn't in the Bible. Well, many other things Jesus did, and that which, if there should have been written, every one of the things that Jesus did, let that put some faith on you. Don't be so, so put God in a box either. It's like, would even the whole world itself could not contain the books that should be written. He did so many more things, so many other things. And we know the things that He did. And He's telling us, that our joy is in the meat. And it said, our meat. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you that our meat is your meat. And our meat is to do the will of the Word of God. The will of your heart. Father, give us grace. Father, give us power. Father, help us. Help us to pray. Help us to love. Help us to see rightly. Help us to deny ourselves. Father, our prayer is that we will hear these words. Welcome into my kingdom. Good and faithful servant. Here's what I have prepared for you before the foundation of the world. Good and faithful servant. Father, that is the cry of our hearts. Let us know. Take all rebellion. Take all lust. Take all lies. And remove them. 
as far as the east is from the from the, the west. Remove everything. Father, if there be any iniquity in me, wash me clean. Not only my feet, but my head, my hands, and my whole body. Jesus, let your word wash over us. Father, if I ever get wayward, shipwrecked, I give you full authority to grab me to move me, to shake me, to put me on the narrow way. I ask you, well done. I want to be well done. Fully, fully cooked. My meat is to do your will, Father. Not my will, but your will be done. Father, let my mind Beyond things above, my eyes on the prize. My eyes be single on you, the light of the world. You not only said that you were the light of the world, but now you said that we are the light of the world. Father, fill us with that oil today, God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let the logs be lit on fire once again, God. Fill us with truth. With truth, God. More truth, God. Fill us with more of you. And empty us out of ourselves, God. We don't live even though we're in this world. We are not of this world. Though we walk in this world, we are only visitors, aliens. We are ambassadors from the kingdom of heaven. Father, we thank you. In the mighty.